do end up recording an episode with uh, with the Zoom. Totally. Order. I, I should be getting it today. I told Grace, like, hey, if there's a if there's a box that comes from eBay. Uh, Already? You should be getting it. When did the auction end? Friday. Oh. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, man. Uh, oh, are we Are we going? Boy, that, like, harkens back to season one or two, doesn't it? Oh, God. You haven't done yeah. that in a long time, Ted. <laughs> are, are we recording? Are, are, are we? Are, oh, 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 man. Now, we, Ted, if this is oh, your first you podcast, let me explain. Uh, it just kind of gets going. And then I say something like, welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. And then you uh, say something like... <laughs> it's the show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. <laughs> Do you have something you want to get get to right off the bat? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Let me let me get to like the first page right. of, uh, I of did my some, notes. I did some homework, and I have a bunch of stuff okay, to uh, go over. Don't right. have to go over all of it. My, my stuff's real quick. Um, I, I wanted to look up and see... Uh, what the whole deal with Elaine's coat oh, yeah. was? Like, I, I thought that she was maybe pregnant again, right? Or the fact, or maybe that this was uh, an episode that was shot early on and she was still pregnant, like from season mm-hmm. three, right? Neither one is the case. Mm. But the fact uh, there, it, it was shot in order. I'm looking at the production codes on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the most reliable mm-hmm. website ever, uh, and they skip. Like they they switched around production code four fifteen and four fourteen, which was the movie and the visa. They filmed those uh, flip flopped out of order, hmm. and then uh, it goes uh, fifteen fourteen seventeen sixteen eighteen. So that gets us to uh, like all the episodes through the episode that we're reviewing today, mm-hmm. and then that goes nineteen twenty one twenty two twenty. Wow, yeah, interesting. I I don't know I don't know why I I'm guessing it. Uh, might just have to do with uh, guest stars' yeah. uh, schedules lining up. Right, right, yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, the, there's nothing I could find with uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Julia Louis Dreyfus. I realized I've been pronouncing Julia it Louis wrong Dreyfus. for yeah. th- this whole like this whole run of the show. Right, right. Lu- it's Julia Louis Dreyfus. Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Saint Louis. Yeah, it, right. It's not because Saint it's part Louise. of her last name, not her first name. So it's yeah. not a woman's name. It's someone's. It's a last name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I think we discussed that she's like a billionaire essentially because she's from like the shipping magnate family and really you know, yeah oh I didn't know that yeah yeah something like that like her dad is you know whatever owns something and so she's from a a very wealthy line of Louis <laughs> Dreyfuses I guess and uh, well I, I also wanted to look up uh, celebrities who, who shared my your birthday. birthday I can't believe you uh, never did well, this before well, there is JoJo. You know, oh no, not JoJo Siwa. No, not JoJo Siwa. Oh. JoJo, as in leave, get out, leave. <laughs> yeah. Yes, leave, awesome. get out. JoJo, not. Oh, oh my Lord. gosh, I'm so glad my kids are not into. <laughs> and I think she's going to be out by the time that I have a kid that might be interested in her. They, they like Ryan, though. <sighs> they they like Ryan's Toy World. Yeah, sort of. A little bit. Not, okay. not so much. I mean, they're into mass-produced stuff now. I mean, I know Ryan okay. is big time, Ryan's but more just like Disney now. Junior and Nick okay. Junior. Yeah, um, but but JoJo, we saw her hosting the. And I hate to say this about a little girl, but she's got the most grating. Personality and voice. Uh-huh. I'm just so. I'm sorry. It's I know. Awful. Like that it's doesn't. Awful. Yeah, that doesn't play with the optics on me saying that about a little girl are not great. <laughs> but I mean, we were watching and I was like, this. I can't. I don't think you're alone in saying stand. that though. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, among parents, I yeah. imagine. So uh, somebody's got to say. I'm just saying what we're all thinking. Or whatever. There's also a multi-million dollar uh, recording artist and American Idol superstar David Cook. Whoa! Hello. <laughs> One of the Davids. The season of Davids. I remember that. Uh, Alan. Alan Parsons, Peter Chris, uh, Peter Chris from Kiss. I, the cat. I think so. I think so. Peter and the, the most notable name, yes, Jonah Hill. There you go. That's a great one. You guys are probably about the same age, right? Or is he uh, older than you? I think he's definitely older than okay, me. Okay, maybe he's like my age. When was when was he born? Does it say? Uh, I don't know. That he was might just be uh, that was just the list. It he looks might be like in between. He he's thirty five. Holy okay. shit! He's closer <laughs> to my age. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean that makes that makes a lot of sense. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean he's been playing someone in his twenties for about yeah yeah like fifteen <laughs> so to twenty years. To, he probably is still playing somebody who's twenty six. Like, yeah. Well, in a I mean, movie. Well, I mean he played uh, an eighteen year old in Superbad. Yeah. And God, that movie was almost thirteen years ago wow. now. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, he was well into his twenties at that point, right? Is that what? Yeah. Well, yeah. He, if he's thirty five, yeah, he was twenty two, wow. twenty three. <laughs> Whenever Superbad was filming? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, that's a good one. See, you <laughs> yeah, got some good yeah, birthday I, stuff. Yeah, who is yeah. yours? I, I always like the fact that Debbie Harry and I share a birthday from Blondie, but then also that's Fred right. Schneider, the guy who talks like this from the B-52s. He's, uh, <laughs> we share a birthday together. And um, I forget who else. Uh, there, oh, um, 
uh, Gilly, I think, from Game of Thrones. That's one of the most recent celebrities that I know I share a birthday with. And Oh, Princess Di and I shared a birthday, but uh, not anymore. I mean, you know. Oh, oh. Well, oh. what? I mean... I guess technically it is still her birthday, but... Is it too soon? No one's too soon, question mark. Um, So I did a little extra credit. I I found this out from, again, the Wikipedia page. I always like to check the Wikipedia page for the um, uh, episode that we've just watched. And Larry and and Jerry, the creators of Seinfeld, were worried. Good old LJ. Yeah. Uh, were worried, uh, they were concerned about offending the gay community with the episode The Outing, but The Outing actually won a Glad Media Award. I wow, think. okay. So that sort of answers a little bit of our question, like, is there anything problematic about this? And even in, you know, 1993 or whenever they uh-huh. they won that award, like, even the, the Glad community was like, no, this is Yeah, and, this and, and is like fine. we said last week, it the, the writing went to, I wouldn't even say great lengths, it went to lengths to not... Yeah. Like say like anything really offensive. It was yeah. just like because I mean they they weren't trying to say oh I don't want to be labeled as gay because of this yeah. reason. It was just like well I don't want to be labeled as gay because I'm, I'm not, not gay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just as simple as that. Yeah, and uh, so actually Jerry talked a little bit about that in a, a recent interview I think with USA Today on the thir- about the 30th anniversary. And first of all they asked him is there an episode that encapsulates the series best? And he said there's a few. Some uh-huh. of them we haven't gotten to. Uh, he said Festivus, The Marine Biologist, which okay. is season five, The Contest, which is season yeah. four, which obviously, The Pothole, which is season eight, I haven't gotten to it, Wow. The Yada okay. Yada, which is season eight, but again, you probably know the reference, Yada Yada. I know the reference, yeah. yeah. The Boyfriend from season three, which was okay. great with Keith Hernandez, yeah. He says, I think they capture the show. Each episode has some insane thing in it, which is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they ask him, some people say Norman Lear's 1970 comedies, like All in the Family and Maud. Couldn't air today because people would object to all the Frank content. Could Seinfeld air today? And he said, not some of the stories that we did. Some of them you just couldn't do. The Cigar Store Indian Season 5, we haven't gotten to it yet. He says, I don't think you could do that today. We'll have to keep that in mind to, mm-hmm. for when we do get to it. Uh, the one where the journalist thinks George and I are gay, which of course is the outing we just uh-huh. did. Season 4. Uh, maybe that one. He said, we started that PC slash anti-PC thing. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That was the beginning of it. That we made sure that we didn't want to offend anybody yeah so that's why they wrote it in there that that's why they came up with that line in the first place and i think uh i think his decision stands i I think they definitely could do that episode today yeah i I mean it would it would be worded differently yeah but i I think something like that could exist on a modern day sitcom and they asked him you know do you regret any of those was it just the culture of the times he says at the time it was just funny but i don't know if people take offense at them now i don't hear much about it yeah so yeah uh, that kind of answers that question. And then I wanted to do more uh, research about those long boxes. Uh, Elaine gives Jerry the best of, or the complete Bette Midler collection. Oh or whatever. my God, yeah. And okay. that long box, which was cardboard and stuff. And so. There's a whole Wikipedia article, believe it or not, dedicated to those boxes. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but when they, and, and but I but I was right. My theory was correct. I'd never checked this out before, but the long box patch packaging served as a transitional purpose, allowing shops to file new compact discs in the same bins originally used for vinyl records. Long boxes were 12 oh. inches tall and capable of containing two separate discs when necessary. Most long boxes were full color with some details about the compact disc on the back, and artwork was frequently taken from the original square album cover art, reworked for the new shape and size. So the one that Elaine gives Jerry is just a white long box that has the Bette Midler CD in it, but some of them did, some of them were sort of integrated into the album art and sort of expanded on that or something like that. I do remember that. Uh, There were generic white long boxes with windows that would display the compact disc cover, as well as clear plastic versions that were an inexpensive substitute for a printed long box. Placing the jewel case within a cardboard enclosure made for larger and more cumbersome package that would be more difficult to shoplift from retailers. So that was when CDs were first introduced. Yeah. It was tough to like shove a whole 12 inch record under your shirt, but you know. (laughs) But a CD. But a CD. Very easy to do. And so that's one thing that retailers liked about them. But they began to fade from popularity as the CDs themselves became more colorful and long boxes were also considered environmentally wasteful and expensive to produce. And in North America, the drive to eliminate long boxes took hold in Canada first. How about that? But then we got rid of it. Uh, Yeah. And then so, but I I think even that article said you can still find them at Costco sometimes. Oh, my God. If you ever buy CDs at Costco (laughs) or Sam's, which I did a lot, I noticed even when long boxes were long gone, Costco was still selling them them? in the long box. I don't know why they did that. Maybe for the shoplifting thing. You know, Costco is very anal about that. And Sam's Club, too, like... 
Let me check your receipt at the end and highlight it. So Walmart that does that all the time, though, yeah, too. Walmart does it, too, yeah. But but Sam's Club and Costco like started it and never stopped it. They're uh, like, let me look at your card and examine each item. And I, need, I need to highlight your receipts. You shall not pass. You will not leave this <laughs> store with a cart full of items yeah. unless I check your receipt. And I really wonder how much that actually caught. But I think that's probably yeah. why, long, why they might still use long boxes because they're so... anal about shoplifting that they have to do that like every soccer mom that goes through with like you know 12 boxes of taquitos and and chicken nuggets and stuff like that like let me make sure you're not a thief they they gotta check everyone in 2019 shoplifting CDs yeah yeah, exactly Uh, so that's basically all I have I I do have some other like interesting Seinfeld trivia but we should probably just get to the episode maybe I'll just pepper those in throughout the next few episodes but it's from that list that I referenced (laughs) uh, right after the 30th anniversary of like they had 30 facts about Seinfeld and some of them were pretty interesting even to me who uh you know I, I think i know a lot about it I, i'm a lifelong fan you might say Ooh. and i have been for some time well we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that in a second uh did you see uh i mean since you're watching these on hulu as well did you see hulu's uh playlists now for no. seinfeld no they, they've got the beginner's guide the oh. hulu top 10 the breakups del boca vista the ah. food the crimes the words and phrases the ah. putty the susan oh. extras Extras? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, it's like 30 second like clips. Uh, it, it, it's all like extras that they uploaded for the 30th anniversary. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Like that's uh, How I Got the Part with Kenny Banyan. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. Uh, how I Got the Part with Jay Peterman. Yes, uh, I saw those Soup Nazi's favorite episodes, yeah. but they're all only like 30 seconds. Right. Well, that's still cool. Yeah. And all the playlists are only like uh, 10 to like 8 to 12 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they, they're all like in chronological order. Yeah. And I was looking at the top 10, the Hulu top 10, and we've gotten through four of the 10 already. Whoa. Awesome. Yeah. What, I, what are their top uh, 10? Uh, the contest, the boyfriend, uh, the limo, mm. uh, oh, the I Chinese the restaurant are all ones that we've already done. But, uh, there's also, let me see, the marine biologist, the yeah. summer of George, hey. the little kicks. The Serenity Now, huh. uh, the the Fusilli Jerry. Oh, Fusilli Jerry, yeah. Okay, uh, the Stall is the last one. Okay, so I, I think I know all those. That's okay. pretty good. Yeah, I, I don't know any of them. Right, right. <laughs> um, I've referenced Fusilli Jerry before because. Uh, of like a trivia question that we had about a type of pasta and I thought it looked like fusilli only and the only reason I know why that <laughs> what that looks like is because of that episode that's the only reason I know really? it's a type of pasta yeah oh man um, well uh, th- that and I, I just want to mention we do have uh, something for Newman's Mail Sack Yay! we have an international Ooh! edition of Newman's Mail Sack we'll Fantastic. get to that after the show yeah. Uh, bef- one last thing before we get into the episode. If you've never listened to us before, we are not a research-heavy show. I'm watching these episodes for the first time. Tim is watching these episodes for the first time after being a lifelong fan for years. <laughs> uh, if we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email, send us a tweet, nohuggingnolearningshow at gmail.com or at nohugging on Twitter. Those links are in the description. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, just like my little cable Boy 88. He called us fantastically entertaining. Yeah, I'm not making that up. My little cable boy 88. I said, Jerry's going to be your cable boy. I <laughs> uh, said, love the show, you guys. I found you from the Seinfeld subreddit, and I loved Seincast, but you guys put a great new take on the episodes. Keep up with the great work, and it's awesome to hear how the references relate to your everyday lives. Would recommend to anyone. Cool. Well, my little cable boy 88, please recommend it to not just anyone, but everyone. Yeah, yeah. Recommend the show. And uh, once we get them made, we will send everyone who reviews us a no-hugging, no-learning sticker. Unless you give us a one star, then fuck you. Yeah, no, no, no sticker for you. <laughs> With that being said, season four, episode 17, The Old Man, original air date, February 18th, 90, 1993. I was one month and 29 days old. Okay. And if you're looking at TV Guide that night, we were back to the, the really long episode descriptions. Good Samaritans Jerry, George, and Elaine volunteer to comfort and assist senior citizens in their homes. Unfortunately, Jerry is assigned to a nasty old cuss who he loses (laughs) on the streets thanks to Kramer's intrusion. Jesus. Um, yeah, way too much. I can already see what we're going to cut once, once we get to that. Uh, but all right, we start with a stand-up bit as normal. And this is about how life expectancy for men is 72. For women, it doesn't really matter to Jerry. He doesn't know the exact number. But he knows for men it's 72. Um, and he's like, you know, back in the day it was 30. So, you know, how weird was that? You probably got your driver's license at 5. You're married and divorced by... You're married at 9, divorced at 15. In your late teens, you moved to Florida. 
That's probably how Spring Break got started. I thought that was funny. That was the funniest bit of the whole bit. The funniest little tiny pull where he's like, you know, you're late the, teens, the you little, retire. The littlest funny yeah, bit. The, yeah. this, the, the funniest bit of it was your late <laughs> teens, you retire and move to Florida. That's probably how Spring Break got started. Uh, and then, you know, you had people saying stuff like, oh, you should meet him. He's 28, <laughs> but he's so alert. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of funny to take it to the extreme like that. But just as long as it needs to be. And then we open in Monks, and George is lamenting that women... When he likes them, they don't like me. When they like me, I don't like them. Uh, and he wants to meet a mute. Or someone who doesn't speak or English. Or someone who doesn't speak English. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he finds he asks Jerry, you know, what gives you pleasure? And Jerry says, <laughs> you. Listening to you. I, I have 15 minutes of this, and I'm good for the whole week or something like this. <laughs> Your misery is yeah. my pleasure. <laughs> Your misery is my pleasure. I mean, you got to, I mean... It's like, well, at least it's at least it's not as bad as George. You know, I had a friend, I had a roommate. Um, what up, Nick? If you're listening, I don't know if he does. I know he was a big <laughs> Seinfeld fan too. Uh, but he used to love watching daytime TV, like think mostly court shows. He loved court shows. So think Judge Judy. Think um, I'm trying to think who was on at the time. I know who's on now, like Hot Bench or Divorce Court or whatever. These like you know shows like that, The People's Court, whatever, because that was what's on the court show with three judges. I think is that's that Hot bench? bench. I think what so. What is the point of that? I don't know. But anyway, Did he the liked judges watching just those, argue with each other? He liked watching those shows, probably, because he, because those people's problems made his life look better. And yeah. not that his life was bad. He had a, he had a fine life, but he oh, just yeah. liked... He reveled in their misery. He's like, well, at least I'm not on this court show fighting about a $50 bill, a $50 electric bill with my roommate whose dog also ate all my clothes or whatever. You know, like th- those, those people's problems are not problems you want. So that's why he would watch those shows. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jerry's the same way with George, which is kind of funny. So Elaine comes in and she has signed up to do volunteer work with a, with senior citizens. Um, and you take them for a walk, you go get coffee, you talk to them. And Jerry's like, oh, so kind of like I do with George, which is funny. Yeah. Like George is Jerry's <laughs> charity case, you know. I love the way that Elaine and eventually George and Jerry start talking about this is like just signing up for this is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Even if they don't go through with it, it yeah. like just makes them all feel like such a good person. Just just thinking about volunteer work, you know? Yeah, and it's a huge revelation to George. Yeah. Like he, he's just like going over it in his head. He's like, I'm going to help somebody, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Like fine, that might give yeah. his life some meaning. Yeah. yeah some he's, much needed He's not going to complain anymore or well, not nearly as much. We think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Elaine said, oh, yeah, she got the idea when George was talking about meeting someone who didn't speak English. And I love Jerry. He looks at George. He's like, you just said this to me about meeting a mute. Someone oh, who doesn't yeah. speak English. He was like, so what do you do? You break him in with her and then you try him on me? And George <laughs> is like, yeah, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, and George judges immediately Jerry. Because George has just thought of possibly signing up to do this. Mm-hmm. He, he, to Jerry, he's like, what are you doing with your life? You know, like, he, George hasn't even done anything yet, and oh, he's yeah. still, like, immediately judging Jerry for not doing any, you know, for not contributing to society. But George still hasn't done anything. No. Just thinking about it is the most fulfilling thing he's ever done, <laughs> and puts him on such a high horse, you mm-hmm. know, uh, which is hilarious. Is that where Jerry comes back with the line, uh, be- because George says to Jerry, yeah. what have you done with your life? Yeah. That's right, because Jerry had the line, I'm pretty much just like you, only successful. Yeah, yeah, only successful. Uh, in Jerry's apartment, the volunteer organization shows up, and and I guess Jerry has decided somewhere along the line, like, alright, Elaine and George are doing it, fine, I'll, I'll sign up too. So Jerry's guy is Sidney Fields, who's 87, mm-hmm. and George's guy is Ben Cantwell, who's 85, and George thinks, you know, you think we're going to make it to that? <laughs> and Jerry goes, we? No. No. <laughs> Jesus. Hilarious. Uh, and Kramer comes in, meanwhile, and he's kind of appalled that they've signed up to do this. Yeah. The, the only person in the group that doesn't feel amazing just hearing about the fact that they might be volunteering. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it's a con for money laundering, or, uh, you know, they, they con people out of their money, or it's a big scam <laughs> to get money. And, and Jerry's like, where do you hear about this? And Kramer's like, the alternative media. Oh, my God. It's the only yeah. place you get the truth. Yeah. I mean, that joke is still oh, so funny oh in 2019. Boy. Even funnier than it was in 93, I'll yeah. say. Kramer would totally be a Trump fan. Oh, he'd be uh, he'd be in QAnon. Just, 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 because, just because of the conspiracies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would totally be a QAnon Trumper, no doubt. Like, yeah. not because of anything else, but just like a 4chan trolling mm-hmm. QAnon conspiracy Pizzagate he, Trumper, he would no do doubt. It, he would do it for the memes. Yeah, do, yeah. Kramer would be in it for the memes. But that's, oh, I mean, the alternative, it's, it's funny. I'll, I'll venture to say it's funnier than it was in 93. It's a funnier joke than it was in 93. 
1993. And yeah, that's, that's it definitely, kind of a rare it definitely thing to, stands out more To be now. able to write. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, the alternative media. That was barely, like, I wouldn't have gotten that joke in 93. I mean, no, I, was, no, no. I was 12, but still, or 11 and a half at this point. I don't know. But that's where you, that's where you hear the truth. Um, meanwhile, Newman is out in the hallway banging on Kramer's door, uh, yelling, you know, have you asked him, Kramer, you know, and, and uh, he's like, no, what they want is Jerry's used records. And we learn, um, you know, because they're going to sell them at this record store downtown. Like, there's only one record store in New York. That's what I don't get. Yeah, They Jesus. found the one record store. The one record that store records, that's going to yeah. buy, like, your used collection. Yeah. Um, no, uh-huh. 93, they're definitely, they were, you know, a dime a dozen, I'm sure. But we learned from Newman, by the way. George asks him what he does for a living. He says, uh, I'm a postal worker. Yeah, this is where we learn it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This is the first time, as far as I know. And because uh, I don't know why George would be, you know, asking at this point if we already found out. And he's like, oh, aren't those aren't, and this is kind of an edgy joke for the time. Are those guys that that go crazy and shoot everybody up? And for sure, in 93, like going postal was still kind of a punchline. It was a new like term, yeah, wasn't it? And, and it was a punchline. Yeah. It was so new. You know, I mean, it was like, oh, what are you going to do? Go postal? Like going postal wasn't a a bad word. It was like a funny thing. Like, oh, God, Ted's going to come in here and go postal if they gave him one more thing to do mm-hmm. or whatever. And it was, you know, so. And as you can see here, it was played for laughs. Yeah. And now that mass shootings, now there's one every day, basically. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a little. And, and but no one calls it going postal. That's the thing. True. Um, True. I, I think that's it's sort of only, an, an obsolete term. Yeah. And I, I, you never hear the term going postal. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, he went postal. It's yeah. just oh yeah. There's another mass shooting. Yeah, there was a mass shooting thing. Yeah, because it's it's not played for laughs like it was like going postal was yeah, back in the day. It, it's a very real thing. Yeah. And it's and it's. It's not, but I, I was, I should have looked up. Like, I don't know. I remember at least one or two postal workers going crazy to, to give it, you know, why was it, why did they call it going postal? I meant to look that up. Maybe we can look that up for next week. We'll, we'll put that down for, for homework. I, yeah, I, meant yeah. to, I meant to look that up to find out how many actual postal worker shooting events there were to call it going postal. Uh, but he's got kind of a funny little. You feel like it would have to be like quite a few. I would say, what yeah, you... I would say like two or three at least. But... I, I'd say like, more than that, yeah. I'd probably say like four or five. Or would you? Or are they counting stuff? When was the Unabomber? Could you count that as quote unquote going postal? I don't you know, because it happened through the mail. Yeah, or uh, did it? Yeah, yeah. He sent bombs through the mail, but as far as I know, that's he, he wasn't a postal worker. So that's true. I, re- I really don't know. We'll yeah. have to look up. The, uh, that's for homework for next time. But he's like, you know, the mail never stops. You know, he's like, do you ever think about going crazy and shooting? You know, shooting up people? Like he's like sometimes because <laughs> the mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming. And he starts freaking out. Yeah, and and Newman's freak out here is one of the options that I wrote down for our potential cover art. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I like that. And uh, before we before we get to the next scene, did you see the Superman magnet mm-hmm. on the on the fridge in the background? Yeah, very prominent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but ma- but Jerry's like, take the records to like calm calm Newman down and get him out of his little fugue state that he entered about how the mail never stops. Yeah. So at Bleecker Bob's. Which, by the way, was definitely real. Was it really? Uh, yeah, okay. it was a real record store back in the day. I didn't do too much research about it past that, but I do know that the Bleaker Bob, who it was named after, uh, only passed away just recently, like in the last five years or something. Oh, jeez. Most okay. of the articles that I found out were like Bleaker Bob's, you know, featured on Seinfeld, but also a staple of the neighborhood. You know, oh, okay. it was like the, the so, guy passed away. So this clerk wasn't Bleaker Bob? No. But oh, okay. Did you recognize this clerk? He looked kind of familiar. It's free. The, I, I was like. That's friggin' Tobin Bell. The first second I saw him. Oh my god. It's Jigsaw. What? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I know. I was like, that's Tobin Bell. I didn't even have to look it up, but I did wait and watch the credits just to confirm. I was like, yup, that's Jigsaw, right? How about that? And like, like you know, whatever. When, when was Saw? Like 99, 2000, something like that? I mean... Uh, 2004, I think. Yeah, yeah. So 10 years before Saw, Jeez. there's Tobin Bell working as the surly record clerk of Bleaker Bob. So uh, a, a non-cameo cameo. You know, yeah, he was just really. a working actor at the time, but now you look at it as like, like Denise Richards last week, a non-cameo cameo. Yeah, really. It's, it's a retroactive oh, cameo, man. which I think Seinfeld has a ton of. I think you can find a lot of articles that are like people that got their start on Seinfeld, you know. And, oh and yeah, we're gonna, they're always tweeting yeah. stuff like that. It's like yeah, yeah flashback to this episode featuring this great Unknown name actor. Yeah, and like they're just a person. And now the Tobin episode. Bell is not a you know is a household name at this point. But I mean, you recognize his face. Oh and, yeah, and and he's done you know, and and certainly he's done ten Saw movies or whatever it is at this point. So uh, there's been so many. Yeah, he's, there's, there's been so many. 
So many, and there's huh. another one coming out that I don't think he's involved in, but the Chris Rock one that they're like rebooting. Yeah, it's like Chris Rock um, and is Sam Jackson in it? Yes, too? that's right. That's the is other Samuel one. Samuel L. Jackson announced. playing Chris Rock's father. Is that what I saw? I think that's right. Man, yeah, yeah. that's going to be interesting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's wanting to see how this turns out, like what the deal with it is going to be. Uh, but anyway, he, but Tobin Bell said he'll give uh, Newman and Kramer $5 for the lot of Jerry's records, which and, honestly is. But pretty good. There was only like twenty records there, so but I think they were expecting a lot more. Oh, but for absolutely. that tiny little stack, five bucks of crappy records, because he's like, "What do you got? You got Don Ho live in Honolulu. You got Jar- Jerry Vale sings Italian love songs. You got Sergio Mendez." <laughs> uh, and meanwhile, I thought this was hilarious because Kramer and Newman, uh, but mostly Kramer, like defend like Sergio Mendez as a cult following. He can't even walk down the street <laughs> in South America without getting mobbed. Uh, but still, they're, so they're going to take the records and, and go elsewhere with them. Yeah, and meanwhile, uh, Kramer says to Newman, like, he's feeding him lines, I yeah, think, a yeah, little bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, And we get... We don't have to take this. We don't have to take this. Yeah, yeah whatever and, it is. And we get yours and Tucker Carlson's favorite line, he's jipping us. He's jipping us. Yeah, that was Rush Limbaugh. Oh, yeah. Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the conservative pundits <laughs> run together yeah, for yeah. me. Again, another good indication that Kramer would be... Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kramer's all oh, right leanings. Yeah. He's jipping us. What, was Rush on the air in New York? in the 90s or when, oh, when? god it had to have been right he was yeah. rush on man in New York in the 90s because <laughs> Cra- if he was kramer was totally <laughs> listening to rush limbaugh he probably he, that was probably the alternative media he was talking about oh, oh my well, god you know these uh, senior citizen volunteer organizations it's just a front for money laundering and they're a scam to get your money and blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um so cut to uh, come to Sydney Fields' apartment. Jerry is there to um, to meet with Sydney Fields. That's his eighty seven year old dude. And immediately, Sydney Fields accuses his home attendant or housekeeper, I guess, uh, of stealing and doing playing voodoo music. Yeah, that freaking voodoo music. Yeah, yeah. Whew. That that has a that has a tinge to it. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. That um, that that plays that falls flat in the ear. It uh that's a dissonant <laughs> note in the ear. Um dancing around doing the voodoo music and putting me in a trance or something like that. He's very surly. He calls George, he calls Jerry an idiot multiple times. Oh yeah. You what are you, you idiot? That's what you do with garbage, you idiot. <laughs> I mean the fact that Jerry is sitting there and taking this like it, it is cuz he's old. He's like, "All right, he's old." You know, like even Jerry might have been like in 93 like that's kind of racist but he's old you know like that kind of thing like <laughs> he's from a different time he's from a different time he doesn't know she's stealing things. from me uh but so jerry like sees all the records and he offers them to jerry and he's like well i'm not giving to my family that's for sure um and i so, wish he would have elaborated on that too a little yeah bit. and it kind of it kind of comes back around when his family mm-hmm. you know comes around but um you know and he's like well you want to go for a walk or something because he's because jerry heard that's what we're supposed to do take him for a walk okay, yeah and he's like with you i'd rather be dead <laughs> i mean just so jerry like is, has been there for a minute or two and he's oh like, yeah all right, well, I guess I'll go. And one last thing before he goes, the old man's like, would you change my diaper? Ah! <laughs> like, immediately cracks up. Just like the worst human being. Oh, yeah. Which is another option that I have for yeah. a potential cover art, <laughs> is just him, like, freaking out, like, laughing yeah. so hard. Like, oh, God, God, I'm so like, good. Like, pumping his arm. Yeah, he like, pumps his fist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, oh, you missed the line. Uh, when Jerry sits down, uh... Uh, he, uh, Sydney was telling Jerry, are you the boyfriend? I know she's got uh, a boyfriend. Yeah. Are you here to kill me? You can't <laughs> kill me. I'm an old man. Like, oh, oh Lord. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> um, so at Elaine, Elaine goes into her senior citizen's apartment. <laughs> we need to find out her name is Miss Oliver. Oh no. We're at Monk's first. George- oh, Monk's. Yeah, yeah. Ben Cantwell and George. Yeah. yeah George up. is yeah, there yeah. with Ben Cantwell. Monks, yeah. Who isn't afraid of dying, but. Oh boy, George sure is. Yeah, and he can't believe this outlook that he's got on life. Like you're not you're not thinking about dying twenty four hours a day. You're not lying awake trying to sleep at night, but you can't you can't sleep because you're thinking about <laughs> dying. You're closer than anybody to dying. Yeah. How how can you not think about dying? And George is just like, can't believe there's anybody that has a disposition like that. When in reality, it's probably pretty normal. I'd say most people don't I don't go through life. think about dying. Yeah, and, and at least most people don't have a crippling fear of death. Like yeah. even if you do, even if you don't want to die, you don't have a crippling fear of death. You know, but but this guy, but this guy's lived a life. He's like, nah, I get, you know, I, I just I guess I'm ready for it. I don't know. And George is like, 
He wants him to be scared of death. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just listing, like, yeah. all of the reasons why he should be, like, afraid of death. Yeah. But ben gets up, he just starts to walk away, and George is like, wait, 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 where are you going? And Ben's like, life's too short to waste on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and that, yeah. But it, George stops him, and he's like, Ben, Ben, y- you owe me for the soup. Yeah. Wait, yeah, you owe me, you owe me for the soup. Um, and so then, then we're in Elaine's apartment, and her old lady is Miss Oliver, and Elaine walks in and immediately is taken aback and cannot look at her. And the old lady's like, "This isn't because of my goiter." Oh god! And Elaine is being overly polite, like, "Oh, uh, goiter, I uh, oh, I, I, I didn't, didn't uh, even notice. I didn't even notice. Yeah, uh, yeah I can't. Uh, I don't even know." Uh, oh. And then she's like. Oh, I mean, you, you hardly even see it. I mean, I wish I had a goiter. <laughs> I love the where she takes it, like, up to the... Like, she can't... It's like verbal <laughs> diarrhea. She can't stop talking until she says, I wish I had a goiter like that. Oh, oh dude, that's character. Uh, uh, I've, ne- yeah. I've never seen anything like this I like, don't think in I real life. Either, yeah. but, uh, but it's described as a football-shaped lump <laughs> jutting out the side of her Ugh. neck. Yeah, it's pretty disturbing. Ugh. Pretty disturbing. I, they, they say football-shaped. They don't say... They football don't ever size. say football size. <laughs> I think football size would be, like, deadly. It's at least noticeable in a dark apartment from across the room. Which has got to be pretty <laughs> yeah, noticeable. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> in Jerry's apartment, all three are sort of, like, debriefing each other on their experiences. Elaine is just hung up on the goiter. Uh, she says it's like a second head. Um, and the fact that she got no warning about it. She's like, you know, I mean, I, why didn't they say something like has football shaped thing on her head that, you know, if she mm-hmm. got some heads up haha, about it, uh, <laughs> she could have, you know, prepared herself for the goiter. Yeah. But, like in the form uh, yeah. whenever people are signing up, they need to ask. Yeah. Height, weight, goiter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> George, meanwhile, got fired by his guy. He says, <laughs> I got fired. It's like, I don't think it's going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Jerry is... And did you notice, like, George is like, I was just talking to him. Like, George <laughs> yeah. doesn't see anything wrong with anything that he does. Yeah. Uh, but so he's like, yeah, I don't know. He just fired me. Mm. And George wants to quit. because his Jerry guy is, wants to quit. Jerry wants to quit yep. because his guy is mean. Uh, and George tells Elaine she should quit, too, because of her goiter lady. Uh, and he talks about, um, oh, I quit everything. I come from a long line of quitters. Yeah. My father was a quitter. <laughs> yeah. My grandfather was a quitter. I, I I was raised to give up. I was raised to give up, which is true about George. <laughs> he loves quitting things. He's good at it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kramer and Newman come in, meanwhile, and they're very disappointed in the fact that they didn't make any money off of Jerry's records, mm-hmm. uh, even though he just gave them his records out of oh, the goodness yeah. of his heart. It, and did, they're still, like, a- angry at him. Did you notice the one like or the one person or the couple people in the audience who didn't get the memo that there's only applause when Kramer shows up for the, the first, first time? time? Yeah, yeah, because uh, the first time he comes in, it, it's an uproarious yeah, applause uproarious. break. But then he comes in this time, and it's like, yeah, a little bit of uh, woo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a little excited. People, people are still excited that he walked through the door. Again, he's not doing the Kramer entrance. He's just walking he's just into the walking door. walking in. Yeah. Um, Even but, the second time, there's people excited to see him. Maybe they walked in late. Yeah. I do love that Kramer is like, you embarrassed me in there. But then we find out why Jerry is like, oh, yeah, what about your Sergio Mendez? And it's like, he has a cult following. He can't go out for coffee in South America. So we know that <laughs> so that's it, the reason. So it was Kramer's Sergio yeah. Mendez record and everything else was Jerry's. Yeah, thing. that's the reason he defended Sergio Mendez so much in the record store. Uh-huh. He's like, he's got a cult following <laughs> which is hilarious he can walk down the street in yeah. south america but uh jerry's telling him about oh uh, you the should albums, see this guy's collection yeah that, that yeah. sydney has and he's got sinatra duke ellington al jolson mm-hmm. benny goodman benny goodman is that what it was yeah i, I yeah. wrote it down really tiny that's right and the only reason i know the name duke ellington is because of big mouth really how's yeah. that uh, have you never seen Big Mouth on Netflix? It. Oh my god! Well, Duke Ellington is the name of the ghost. It's Duke Ellington's ghost. Oh, okay, that is like haunting and living in the family's <laughs> attic. Got it. Uh, of the teenage boy who's going through puberty. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. If you've never watched Big Mouth, I you hear, need to. I it's hear good things. Incredible. And it must be. It was just renewed for three more seasons, yeah, which well, it, three, Netflix doesn't do. Three seasons do. on top of the season that they have already come produced out with yet? that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. So there's four more seasons coming. Pretty amazing. And there's only been two so far. Yeah, gotta be. Maybe that's our next podcast. Two and. Birdie died so that Big Mouth could live. Uh, yeah, so did designate. So did President Kirkman. Yes. Damn it, <laughs> President Kirkman. Um, meanwhile, uh, Jerry says, "Like, oh, and by the way, you should see this housekeeper he's got. She's from Senegal. I love the way he says this. Wild." Wild stuff. Yeah, I that, love that. That felt weird. That felt I weird. Thought it was, I thought it was very complimentary. Like very wild, <laughs> wild stuff. It is like just the side of saying she's got exotic good looks. You know. 
But I feel like I like wild, wild stuff better than exotic good looks. That's what I'm saying. Like it's on this side of that. Like, oh my gosh, she's like you know, she's not like the typical person that Jerry would date. That's true. I mean, I think that's why he's like wild. Wild stuff. Uh, before that, though, when he's still telling them about the the records, yeah. Kramer pulls Newman in real close. He's yeah. like, "The old coot's sitting on a mountain of gold." <laughs> yeah, talking in his like dragnet way is <laughs> yeah. sometimes that that N- Newman and Kramer do together. It reminds me of uh, you know the beginning of season four. When it's like he's split for the coast. Get it? You know oh, that, that. Oh whole, yeah, split, where he talks split, like split for the coast. Uh, La La Land, Tinseltown, uh, or whatever uh, it was. La La Land, yeah. LA. Um, yeah, where he talks like a, where they both tend to talk like a 1940s gumshoe every so often. Uh, so at Sid's place, uh, Jerry has brought George and Kramer and Newman over to Sid's place. Yes. George is, you know, getting the lay of the land when it comes to the housekeeper. He's flirting, flirting with her, kind of, but more so just like... Asking her if she speaks English. Yeah, and you don't... Just making sure. Yeah, he's not really flirting. He's more like, you don't speak English. And she's like, English, no. And he's like, not a word of English. Yeah. No, she's getting fed up with the question, honestly. A little bit, yeah. Uh, we go back into the living room, and Kramer and Newman are just going through oh, Sid's records. It. Like he says, like a pack of like a pack of hyenas going yeah. through garbage. Yeah, and then we're back into the kitchen, <laughs> and George is talking to the housekeeper. He's like, "I would like to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body." Yeah. And at that point, she obviously doesn't know what he says, but I think she might know like selective words. Yeah, because she then like starts like uh-huh. rubbing his head. Yeah, yeah. So, like I, I, so him. I think she might know the word head yeah 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 <laughs> probably probably um and yeah the uh, by the way i did i was trying to catch like anytime i could see a record label or something like that i wanted to oh yeah did you see anything specifically i recognized in this scene carly simon boys in the trees okay uh, which is you know it, it's about like she's dressed as a ballerina on the cover so that one was very uh you know um easy to see and yeah they're ransacking the vinyl they're breaking stuff sid's getting mad oh yeah and he's like all right well he's had enough of everybody so he's kicking him out mm-hmm. um and a fight breaks out oh, yeah. between Sid and Kramer and Newman. Yeah, Kramer tries to grab him like from behind, like all, almost as though he's like ready to put him like in a sleeper hold. Like his yeah, arm yeah. is a, well, like, he's behind Sid, him and Sid Kramer's arm is Newman. around his neck. I like Newman because Newman or went, his like, chest anyway. Take it easy, old man, or something like that. Yeah, and that's when Sid attacks Newman. Well, Kramer grabs him around the neck, uh, to, like around the chest, more yeah. so. Not, not he's not trying to choke him. He's just trying to like. Like, hold him close. Yeah, hold him back from Newman. Exactly. Yeah. At, at which point, Sid just bites. He just latches yeah. onto Kramer's arm. Kramer, like, whips, rips it away. Whips his arm out. Yeah. His, Sid's teeth go flying. I didn't see his teeth, like, no, leave I his mouth. There probably weren't any. Okay. Yeah. That's I, I didn't guess. know if, like, there was a prop or anything yeah. or if there was multiple cuts, but it, it was a, a weird, uh, a weirdly cut scene. Yeah. Yeah, because they go. I think there was even like an odd close up on George's face or something in this scene, something like that. Like <laughs> I didn't notice to, that they had to cut it. Together. I seem to remember an odd close up that I was like, that seems out of place. Maybe it was here. Maybe it was a different scene. But um, I did catch a sight. I think I think Newman is holding this record, and I could see the back of it. Uh, Don McLean solo, of course. Don McLean, the singer okay. of American Pie. I guess it looked like kind of a live album. So that's my guess. Uh, Don McLean solo. Um, I saw that record label and the teeth flung. Into the sink. George is like, oh, I think they flew over here somewhere. He's like, well, turn on the light. And instead of the light, he turns on the garbage disposal. Uh. And it mangles the teeth. And so they hold him up, and you can see that there. He's like, all right, well, we got to go to the dentist. Sid's like, my dentist is downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're like, all right, I'll, you watch Sid. I'll go down and get a cab, says Jerry. Goes down to the cab. Yeah. And despite telling everyone to stay back and watch Sid, yeah. they follow Jerry yeah, like yeah. puppy dogs <laughs> and lose the old man. Yeah, they're all piling into the backseat of a cab. There's not enough room for all of them in Why there. Why would they? They live in New York. Why would they think that there is enough room for four large men oh, yeah. in the backseat of a cab? No. Newman is a large man. George is a large man. Kramer is a tall man. Jerry's the only, like, <laughs> skinny bean pole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but they've lost the old man. I caught another record label here. I love this record. I have it uh, on vinyl. Rolling Stones' Emotional Rescue. Ooh. It's got okay. maybe my favorite Rolling Stones song. You said you have it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and maybe I should have brought it in. Oh, but anyway, it's, it's blue, and it's got their, like, heat signature. They took, like, heat signature portraits, and so you can kind of <laughs> see uh, that that's the way it looks. Um, and it's got one of my favorite Rolling Stones songs, if not my favorite. I know it's kind of sacrilege to say anything post, because this album, I think, came out in 1990-something. It's, it's, a, it's a newer Rolling Stones. It's not from their heyday. <laughs> but it's got... Um, uh, what is it? I'm so hot for her. And she's oh, okay. so cool. I okay, love yeah. that song. Yeah, it's a good so one. Hot for her. I'm so hot for her. All right. Uh, yeah, that's on Emotional <laughs> Rescue, and I caught the I caught that album label. Uh, so at Mrs. Oliver's place, meanwhile, she's rambling, and Elaine is 
A, trying not to make eye contact, but also B, trying to stay awake. Because she's telling very long and rambling and boring stories. And she's and Elaine's yeah. just kind of like doing that small talk thing yeah. where it's like, oh, I oh, bet. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, that does sound hard to do. Yeah. Oh, and, and, interesting. Yeah, she just doesn't care. Yeah. And then Mrs. Oliver drops the line. And that's when I began <laughs> my affair with Mohandas. <laughs> yeah, and Elaine's like, Gandhi? <laughs> like, oh, the passion. <laughs> yeah. And now Elaine can't turn away. Like, goiter be damned. Yeah. She's staring Mrs. Oliver in the face for more details yeah, about this. Yeah, and she, she asks him a little bit more, and Mrs. Oliver just comes back with, he used to dip his bald head in oil and rub it all over my body. Just hilarious. I mean, how hilarious is that? And but Julia Louis-Dreyfus is just trying so hard not to break right yeah, here, I yeah, notice. Yeah. She, she, she does like the SNL thing of like covering up her mouth. <laughs> yeah, in amazement slash I'm yeah. cracking up right now. Like You can see her like giggling behind yeah. her mouth or yeah. giggling behind her hand. <laughs> but also it kind of fits with the character too because someone told me that Gandhi dipped his bald head and rubbed it all over oh, yeah. this woman's body who now is living in New York and telling me about it um, and she even has a picture of her and yeah. young Gandhi which yeah, she is hilarious shows, she shows uh, Elaine the picture to confirm and uh, honestly I this whole time the first 26 years of my life I thought Gandhi's name was Mahatma Gandhi yeah I didn't know it like I looked it up his name is Mohandas Karam Chand Gandhi okay and, and Mahat- Mahatma like a Mahatma, title Mahatma I think is a title uh-huh, like it's Dalai e- Lama or something it, like it's that it's either or- a title or an assumed name uh-huh yeah yeah like um, what's the other like Ayatollah Yes. Something like that. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, I think, I right, think right. that works. Yeah. I didn't know that either, honestly. I mean, because I always the, thought the, it was Mahatma Gandhi, yeah, not Mohandas. Two millennial yeah. white guys in America trying to determine what culture, <laughs> uh, n- what, what name culture in India is yeah, like. Exactly. Um, you yeah, know, we've got all the facts. We should have known. <laughs> we should have known. I mean, he's an important historical figure. Don't you agree that we should have known Mohandas Gandhi and I, Mahatma Gandhi were two names for the same guy? I mean, I just, I mean, everyone seems to know Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah. Because yeah. Elaine even says the Mahatma. The Mahatma, yeah. And so it's almost as though it, I, I don't know the exact translation, but I'm feeling like the, like maybe Mahatma is similar to, say, like the Holy One or yeah. the leader, so, something right, right, like right. that, yeah. maybe? That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Or, it's just, uh... or what's the, um, what's the word in, uh, in like Christianity? Uh, the, um, Disciple mm. M- might be like something mm. like the disciple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like not someone who is holy, but someone who just like carries the message. Right, right, right. I, I like it. Yeah, we, we, can, we can look it up. We'll though. look it up. Let's learn all about Gandhi. I mean, it's a tough <laughs> thing to like. We'll just read the first paragraph of Gandhi's Wikipedia We're going to take a Gandhi masterclass <laughs> yeah, next week for homework. It seems like a lot of things like, yeah, we won't be able to cover all of Gandhi next week, but we'll cover some of Gandhi, at least his name, okay? Because uh, I really don't know much about him. Maybe I should watch that Ben Kingsley movie instead. <laughs> I hear that's good. Uh, I think he got an Oscar for it. We're on Bleaker Bob. Yeah, back we're back at Bleaker Bob's. Bob's. And so they have all they have this gold mine from Sid's house. Mm-hmm. And now Tobin Bell says he'll give him 20 bucks for it. Yeah. And Newman freaks out. Uh, Clerk doesn't care about Al Jolson. Yeah, yeah. And uh, th- this just reminds me so much of people trying to sell stuff at like our local record shop. Yeah. And and I- I've been in there before when he's gotten people in there and he'll he'll bring in like this like awful condition record that was mass produced in the nineties. Yeah. And he is trying to get like twenty five dollars for it. Yeah. And like he th- this guy like would pull up the eBay oh, listing. God. The worst thing you can do to anybody you're trying to make a deal with, because I know what they'll tell you. Go sell it on eBay then. Yeah. Well the thing is the the owner of the shop came back with, Well, that's what this person is selling it yeah. for. That's not what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, like, and then he actually took the guy's phone, scrolled down. <laughs> it's like this one right here is two dollars, and it's still this one here available. Is Three dollars. <laughs> this one here is two dollars. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh well, this one's twenty five, so it's worth twenty five. No, that's not how things work. <laughs> I've seen that play out on. If you watch any show like Pawn Stars, Pawn Stars or Comic Book Man or anything where people are trading like that, mm-hmm. they'll. Uh, I can get six thousand for it on eBay. We'll go oh, sell it on eBay. Go sell it on eBay. See you, man. Bye. Like, oh, well, fine. You know, like, all it does is give the other person ammunition. It's the worst thing you can do. Yeah. If I've learned anything from those TV shows. Uh, but I don't do that much anyway. I don't know. I'm not a good negotiator, so I don't <laughs> I don't sell stuff back like that. Um, so in 
Uh, the fight breaks out because Kramer is again feeding insults to, to Newman. And, yeah, and Newman's repeating them. Yeah, and his confidence is wavering with every sentence. Yeah, Did yeah, you know that Kramer is escalating acting. it? I love. Yeah. I, I loved uh, Newman's acting here. Yeah, because what's the last thing he says? And he's like, "We will." He's like, we'll fight you for it or something like that. He's like, we will fight. He kind of repeats it as a question back Mm -hmm. to Kramer instead of Tobin Bell. And Tobin Bell jumps over the counter and attacks them both. (laughs) And a fight breaks out. So in Jerry's apartment... The volunteer organization, uh, volunteer organizer lady, whoever yeah, that I, was. Yeah, I just labeled her the like volunteer program director. Yeah, that I, makes sense. Yeah, so I, she's, she's never who, given a name. Yeah, um, she's yelling at Jerry. And oh, this is where I noticed Spider Man on the fridge. Actually, Spider Man. I'm sorry, Superman on the fridge. <laughs> Alternate I universe. I can't even read my own handwriting. Spider Man is on the fridge on Jory Seinfeld's. Yeah, yeah. What if fridge. Jerry was Marvel fan, <laughs> Yankee fan, and Marvel fan? Oh no, Jerry. Yeah, this is where I noticed Superman on the fridge, but the. So Tim Fields buzzes in. That's Sidney Fields' son. Okay. Uh, and does he say his name is Tim? I just saw. I just heard him say like, "Oh wait, yeah." He said it's this Tim, is Tim Fields. This is yeah. Tim, Mister Fields' oh, son. Oh, Tim, Mister Fields' son. I, I think that's okay. what he said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he comes up and Jerry's explaining the situation, and it's sort of funny, like you know. Uh, everything he's saying to the woman from the agency, every like step, there's something wrong. He, he's working yeah. backwards. Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, we had to take him to the dentist. Why are we taking him to the dentist? Oh, because his teeth were in the garbage disposal. Why yeah, are exactly. his teeth in the garbage disposal? Leads to more questions. Well, he bit my friend. You <laughs> had a friend he, there? Yeah. Why were your friends there? Yeah. He's like, oh, they were taking his records. Yeah, that, yeah. that was the last thing. They were, they were taking his record <laughs> yeah. collection, and that's when... Tim Fields is there, and he's like, do you know how valuable that record collection is? Yeah, that's when Kramer and Newman come in, uh-huh. and they say, you know, the the all the records broke in the melee anyway <laughs> at the record store. Uh, so, but I, that's where it kind of plays in where you could tell Tim Fields had his eye on when my dad goes. Oh yeah, those I records want are like my retirement. Collection. Yeah, uh-huh. but maybe they weren't worth anything. If Bleaker Bob, if Tobin Bell knows anything, maybe he was. Was he ripping off Kramer and Newman? Probably, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, but I mean, Sinatra was still alive at this point, you know, I mean, uh, so who knows how, you know, were those records first pressings? Were they nineties pressings of Sinatra records? You know, I mean, Jerry, Jerry's the one who at first got a look at the records and he's like, there's some, there's some good stuff in here. Yeah. Because certainly boys in the trees. I think that record was relatively new at that point. Don McLean solo emotional rescue. These aren't records that are worth anything in 93 yet but Jolson yet. Benny Goodman if those were original like say they say he even had some 78s or something then definitely Tobin Bell was ripping them off oh for sure and the way that Tim Fields reacts and the way that Sidney Fields said I'm not giving it to my family that's for sure you can tell it's been a point of contention mm-hmm. and that's why he wants them he's like you know what I don't you know I can't take it with me and I don't want my family to have them so I might as well throw them out or let these jokers have them yeah. just to spite my son Tim Fields that's the point I'm getting at because Sidney Fields seems like a spiteful guy Oh, <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> they end up calling, they call Sid's apartment, and the line's busy. So that means someone must be on it. So they rush over. Mm-hmm. And in Sid's apartment, they get there, and the housekeeper is rubbing oil on George's head. Did you see the captions for this? No. They walk in the door. And oh, it's, does it say voodoo music? No, it says oh. wild exotic music ah, playing. Ah, nice. Yeah, it reminds me of the music Kramer plays when he gets busy. And that's why <laughs> Kramer kind of like... Everyone's sort of shocked, and you know it, it ranges from like disgust between like the volunteer person and Tim Fields, and Jerry's kind of just surprised, and Kramer's like doing his perv face. Is like, he eh, really? Eh. I yeah, didn't yeah. see that. Oh yeah. no! And the music only must have added to it. Like, there's probably something Pavlovian that when he hears rhythms like that. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> yeah, probably, but, yeah, he probably got aroused. But uh, oh no! Uh, George is in his underwear. The housekeeper is in her robe, and <laughs> yeah. George looks back at everybody, and he's just we uh we couldn't find him. Everybody was supposed to have been looking for him. Kramer and Newman should have been looking for him, and they were at the record store. Because yeah. Kramer even says that. So he did anybody like, actually go and look for him? No, no, because <laughs> Jerry went back to his apartment to meet the volunteer lady. So Kramer and Newman even like, we're supposed to be looking for Sid Fields. Like, we'll look for him. Don't worry. Let's do this first. Because yeah. they had got had dollar signs in their eyes. And George, meanwhile, was horny. So uh, that's why he ended up where he did. But good for George. Like, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I got to admit, the fact that George can pull that was pretty pretty impressive yeah like how did he manage that obviously his plan is right like he needs to date a mute or someone who doesn't speak english and he'll be just fine someone who just can't hear him hear yeah. what he's saying how hear the garbage he, that he's spewing how did he move from meeting her that day to her rubbing oil on his head in preparation for rubbing know. it on her naked body I i'm don't impressed know. 
I'm impressed. And we don't know if, like, she was wearing anything underneath the robe. I'm assuming she was because you see her, like, kind of clench her robe tighter yeah. when everyone comes in. I'm assu- Then that would make me assume she's naked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Good for George. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, he's got game. That's all we can say. George no, he has doesn't. game. No, he doesn't. He's got something. He's got something. It's definitely not game. I don't know how I he did that. I think he's got dumb luck. I'd love to know. Yeah, maybe that's what it is, <laughs> but I'd love to know how he how he, how he made that happen. Uh, so, cut to Monks. Sid is sitting down with Ben Cantwell. Yeah, and they're friends, we learn. Are, are they? Yeah, I guess. I, are I they think, friends? I think or they, they're they just friends. meet like two old dudes meet and start talking to each other. I don't know. My I, guess I, is, I got the impression that they're just like old friends. My guess was that they just were in the neighborhood and they were near each other. And it's like, oh well, let me. T-, and they just start talking. You think so? That's, that's what it seemed like. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know because you know Ben is having the. They're having the same conversation that George and Jerry had. Uh-huh. Well, I like them. They don't like me. When they like me, I don't like them. <laughs> we find out that Sid at one point hooked up with Goiter Lady. Well, he did. Yeah, he's. Uh, yeah, had a date with a woman last week. Had a huge goiter on her neck. Yeah, it got along real well. Then she made me some tea, put some milk in it without asking me. <laughs> now that's a turn off. <laughs> Which is a hilarious, like Seinfeldian way, reason to break up with somebody and never oh, want to see them Lord. again. So Which I like we that haven't too. even gotten into much of like no, the, the Seinfeldian reasons to break up with. Yeah, someone. close talkers, man hands, whatever. Yeah, yeah no, we, we haven't. Um, so th- this is kind of we I maybe mean, we have a little bit, but but not a ton. But this Did, is we definitely of, like haven't hit hit the peak. peak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is definitely di- just dipping our toe back in. Um, and so that's pretty much the end of of the episode there. And we end with another stand up bit. And it's about how everything old people do gets smaller, which I kind of liked. It reminded me of another bit. Um, oh, everything on an airplane is small. Oh, yeah. Even, and I like that even the time we're going to be a little late, there's going to be a small delay. So as old people get smaller, everything gets smaller, where the, you know they, they downsize their house mm-hmm. and everything. And he even, he, he even extended it to the metaphysical. I forget the which, which way he did, but everything gets smaller except their car. <laughs> uh, their cars get bigger for some reason. And when old people are backing out, they just kind of slam on the gas. Yeah, they, 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 don't, they don't turn their head and look back. Yeah. They just say, I'm old. I've been waiting a long time. <laughs> I'm backing it out. Yeah. And then they drive slowly. He's like, which they can't believe. You figure if you're that close to death, you'd want to get to where you're going faster. <laughs> um, he's like, I think it should be legal to drive your age. When you're 80, you can go 80. When you're 100, you can go 100. Which is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Because they oh. can't see and they can't react as fast no. as they used to be able to, which is why they go slow in the first place. <laughs> but you know what's crazy? Nick Swartzen had a joke exactly like this on one of his specials, and I'm kind of really? shocked that he left it, that someone allowed him to leave it in, because it's not a famous Seinfeld bit, but it's, you know... It was a bit before he wrote it, most yeah, likely. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I can't believe old people, how, how slow they drive. He's like, I remember him saying, when I'm 90, I'm going to be going 90. And hmm. he kind of extends it in kind of a funny way, where it's like, you know, my kids are going to be talking about me, like, oh, I heard your grandpa died. He's like, yeah, man, he flipped his vet pretty crazy um yeah so yeah it's it's it, it, it i like that though and maybe like that's that, why though. he kept it because the joke isn't seinfeld's joke is you should be able to drive your age 80 drive 80 and nick extended it to yeah that. It was so, like, yeah, it, man, so it's not entirely the same not entirely the same it starts from the same premise but really that was the end of seinfeld's premise and that's the beginning of nick's joke you know mm-hmm. that wasn't the funny part it was just sort of like the first giggle and then you get the real laugh from like yeah man he flipped his vet and <laughs> and uh I, I always like that segment he talks about how old people are gonna listen to rap you know and stuff like that and and it, it is kind of funny how when we age what it's gonna be like you know? oh man when, oh, I'm, oh, when yeah. I'm gonna be 70 i'm gonna be like pulling up <laughs> my whatever like iphone 40 yeah and and whatever has replaced spotify and playing uh the black parade still yeah, from my yeah. chemical romance yeah awesome like grandpa what are you listening to this is what we listened to when we were emos <laughs> oh my god so just on the air uh this this week i played uh, skrillex bangarang which is a song i love yeah and a 12 year old called up and oh, was like no. it's a competition thing so i play a song and my partner plays a song and they decide which oh, one's okay. better um the game's called mixtape if you want to go buy it it's great and uh so i played skrillex bangarang and this 12 year old called up and he was like oh i want to vote for skrillex because my dad and i used to listen to that song and so i love you know i love that song (laughs) and i was like i used to listen to bangarang every so often just to make sure i still liked it so that i knew i still had like young ears but now it's oldies (laughs) 
Yeah. Bangarang is oldies. This 12-year-old was like, oh, my dad played this oldies song for me called Bangarang. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no. That's so depressing. <laughs> the song that I thought made me still kind of cool that I liked. You want, you want to know what really stuck out to me? Uh, on our station, we have a back-in-the-day oh, yes. feature in the midday. You know what played today oh, as no. we're recording this? I took a pill in Ibiza. Oh, my god. It's literally only like a couple years old, but it's now, oh, yeah, back in the back day. Back in the day, man. What, like four years ago, I it's guess. It's got to be more. Maybe not more, but. <laughs> I don't know. Like three or four years ago. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes you say three or four years. Like, and I, I still think like the nineties were 10 years ago. Yeah, you know, well, I'm like, Oh, 10 years ago, the nineties. Well, I mean, no. you think we, we work for, we work for a top 40 radio station. People, yeah. Like the majority of people listening to our station are between the ages of like 12 and 24. Yeah. If there's someone on the lower end of that spectrum and say they're 13, <laughs> four years ago, they were nine. Yeah. And that's and, a long time ago. And definitely Bangarang has been around long enough that dubstep has gone out of style so much so that in mm-hmm. Deadpool 2 there's a ton of jokes about he keeps asking Cable if Deadpool is still or, I mean I'm sorry if dubstep is still cool in the future. <laughs> uh, and Cable I, I don't remember what the the joke was but he's like is dubstep still cool? And to the point where Bangarang is used in a scene in uh Deadpool 2, but I, I haven't seen that since it came out on on streaming or whatever, but no, uh, no. yeah. That's it. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, what else? Uh, what all did we want to do for homework? Uh, uh, I mean, Ted we, and I are going to learn everything to know yes. about Gandhi. Yes. Uh, I wanted to. I wrote down. Uh, oh yeah, the the origin of the term going postal and like uh, yes. if, if there were a, like a lot of uh, a lot of mail carriers yeah. uh, performing mass shootings. I guess yeah. uh, that's going to be a, a very morbid thing to research. Uh, if Rush <laughs> Limbaugh was on the air in New York City in the early nineties. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm going to leave that one. Well, no, I'll write it down. You want to leave that one to me? I was going to leave that totally (laughs) to you. I'm going to write it down as my third priority. (laughs) That's third priority. And and then uh, the the culture of naming in in India. Ah. Like, why... Or, or the the actual translation. I, I think I can just sum it up with the translation of the word Mahatma. Yeah, I'm going to say that falls under Gandhi. I don't know what else we needed to know about Gandhi besides that. Okay. So yeah, we I think we put that under Gandhi. Yeah. Okay. I, I wanted to point out I didn't get a chance to mention this whenever we were in the scene, but the third and final option I have for cover ah, art, yes, uh, was uh, Sid biting like Kramer's arm, and then Kramer like reacts, he like throws his head back, is like ah. I think that's my favorite. You, you yeah, like that yeah. one, especially if you can get Newman in the shot as well. Okay, I'll see. Yeah. What, I'll see. What Maybe I can just do. the back of his head. But if you can get all three <laughs> players in there, I'd, I'd love that. That's my favorite. Uh, I was right. hoping when you were talking about it, I was like, if there, there better be something from the melee uh, in there, the, the apartment melee, not the bleak oh, yeah. melee. Uh, did we uh, want to come up with a better description? Definitely. Okay, so we had <clears throat> good Samaritans Jerry, George, and Elaine volunteer to comfort and assist senior citizens in their homes. Unfortunately, Jerry is assigned to a nasty old cuss who he loses on the streets thanks to Kramer's intrusion. Just stop it at the first sentence. Yeah. Don't go to the next sentence. Yeah, done. What's the, what's the last word? What's the last phrase? Good the- Samaritans Jerry, yeah. George, and Elaine volunteer to comfort and assist senior citizens in their homes. Bingo. Period. That's it. What an adventure Done. we're going to have. That's a that's a tease right there. Let's tune in. Can yeah. you imagine these three self-centered people caring for another person? Let's find <laughs> out. Let's watch tonight, honey. So, all right. That's great. Oh, man. And then we had our international edition yeah. of Newman's Mail Sack. You want to get into this? Unzip it. It is John Mara from Stockholm, Sweden. Wow. Uh, he writes, uh, hi, guys. I want to tell you that you're doing a great job with the podcast. I like to listen. I'm listening to it via a cast here in Stockholm and find the best bits when you compare your own life situations to the ones in the Seinfeld universe. That's awesome. One thing to look for as you progress with the series, check out what Kramer has in his hallway. It changes a bit from show to show. Example, for several shows, he has a matchbox plastic building kit of a Ferrari on the shelf. Then some shows later, it's a Ferrari model car, meaning that he's glued it together off camera. Uh. It's also fun since Jerry is mostly into Porsches. Of course, Kramer has a Ferrari toy. <laughs> best luck in the future. Best John Mara. John, thank you so yeah. much. Does he mean like when Kramer opens his door, the, the looks I you think get so. inside? Yeah, I that's think very so. funny. That's hilarious. I like that. Wow, that's very, that's that, an Easter egg that, if I ever heard that's one. That's a deep cut. Yeah, yeah. Man. Like, in this episode, it's the model kit, and a few episodes later, he's put it together. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah I can't believe people <laughs> watched with that close of an eye, but that's awesome. Um, I had something I wanted to mention. Uh, this is one of those fun facts that I thought, I don't think we pointed this out when we watched, when we had... Um, 
the cleavage one. What, okay. what episode was cleavage? The oh. shoes. The shoes. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And you know the cleavage one. Yeah, the cleavage is what it should have been called. But no, it's called the shoes. And so let me read this and then so while Jerry, George, and Kramer are all present in the show's pilot, Elaine is not. In her place is a waitress at the diner named Claire, played by Lee Garlington. She was fired, and the reason why remains somewhat of a dispute. NBC exec Warren Littlefield said that it was because he thought a waitress character would never be one of the gang. So yeah, it would just be the person that's there when they when they're monks, at the diner, when they're at the diner, yeah. and not you know we don't see her outside of that, so she would never. So were they testing a possible replacement oh, for definitely. Elaine? Not replacement, just before they had written Elaine, I think. Okay, they were like, this okay. is going to be the Elaine character. Oh, um, in, yeah. in the show's pilot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the pilot. Okay. Yeah, that redhead. Remember, like, uh, you know, I forget her. Oh, Claire. Claire, you're a woman. Like, last time I checked. I remember that, like, oh. really cheesy joke from, yeah. Um, so, but Jason Alexander, meanwhile, has claimed it's because Garlington provided David with unsolicited rewrites of the script. Uh, and oh. Jerry has said, however. Oh, no. I know. Uh, Jerry, however, said that producers were ma- merely looking for someone to be more involved, which is why they wrote the Elaine character. But do you know what's very meta about this that I didn't pick up on? Elaine's character is not in the pilot that George and Jerry are writing in within the show. The show oh my the show, god, you're And she's right. trying to convince them to put her in the pilot episode oh of the show god. within the show. And we didn't even pick up on that, that Elaine's not in the pilot, and she's trying to write herself into... The pilot. That's incredible. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, holy crap. Pretty crazy. So I wanted to talk about that before we got too far away from from the shoes. And the other thing I want to mention is, look, look at this. You're at the end of your notebook. I'm at the end of my notebook. It oh lasted all the way through the middle of season four, and I mean, up until we're the, at the very end of season four. Oh yeah, how many episodes? Oh yeah, we're at like, seventeen. There's like four or five. What yeah, is it twenty two? I think there's like four episodes left. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I, I know I've been writing in this same. Wow. notebook that i got for free from north park mall uh, just outside <laughs> of jackson mississippi uh, and I-, I have filled up all the pages that i could with it. so now i don't know what to do with Man. it i'm like should we well, give it out should we give it away <laughs> I-, I think i think we have to keep it for prosperity yeah. like at least for now uh and i i've got another like free notebook from uh i think it's like 96.7 nash fm in knoxville tennessee oh, if you wow. want I-, I might use that yeah and i i have one I have- it's a little smaller I have I have one at home. I think it's like from uh, it's again a free one that was sent. I think from like TNT or something like that. I'll have to look at my options and oh, tell you man. what I need. So, but I was I was thinking about even switching to finally to a tablet. Tablet, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. why do you write your notes out with your stylus? Right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever considered speaking your notes out? No, because speech to text sometimes doesn't. It's imp- too imperfect. It, it, it's too imperfect. Still, that's what I think. I'm, I'm gonna. I might give it a shot next time because I'm like, why am I breaking my wrist every week yeah. writing with and, a pen? And also, a lot of times I'm watching the episodes later at night, and Grace has already fallen asleep, so it, it's uh, it's easy for me to like plug my headphones into yeah, the Roku yeah. remote. So I'm making no sound yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. So if I'm like Jerry gets mad at George and he runs into the other room and. <laughs> 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 And oh, then it would God. just be like... That, that felt weird in my headphones. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Let's do ASMR note... Uh, descriptive audio. ASMR slash descriptive audio Seinfeld episode. Is there a way we can work the term ASMR into Seinfeld somehow? A... A Seinfeld, Seinfeld MR. MR? <laughs> oh, <it>. God. <laughs> a- a- the S-, S is for a- Seinfeld. A.S. <laughs> Einfeld MR. Yeah. Oh, a- no. S, yeah. What's the extra S for? That's a typo. You know that's going to have to be like an extra episode that we release <laughs> at some point. Seinfeld descriptive audio. Yes. What, uh, there'd have to be a... what? I wonder what episode would benefit from descriptive audio the most. You know, what's the least amount of speaking that happened, the least amount of dialogue in the Seinfeld episode? That's the one you'd want to do it yeah. for. Yeah, yeah we'd have I to, think so. We'll have to figure that out. If you have a request, let us know. Go to our, <laughs> go to our Patreon page. It doesn't exist yet. $150 level members will get this episode for free. <laughs> yes, $150 a month. <laughs> That's right. Or you can just donate a dollar a month and say thanks and get no reward. I don't understand. There's so many shows that have a dollar reward a month that you get nothing. Yeah, I can't believe it. I can't believe people love other people enough to get. I can't believe Patreon is a business model. You know, I mean, like, I like yeah. it it's, gives you hope and awesome. humanity. It's yeah. awesome, and we might create one like towards the end, like the end run of the show, yeah. like whenever we've got you know thousands of downloads on yeah. every episode, yeah. which we're we're 
a little ways away from. Uh, there's, I, I, I do want to say there's a, a lot of people listening to the show, and I'm thankful for every single one of them. Uh, it, I've been it's checking awesome. the numbers I, more than I used to, and I, I'm surprised at how much they go up. Sometimes I'm yeah, like, "Wow, this I, last month, this was like a thousand less." Exactly. I I don't know what happened in April of this year, but like our our listens, we had a solid April. Our, our listens doubled. Yeah, like because we were doing like months of like a, a couple hundred listens, and then April we we broke a thousand for the yeah. first time. A uh, month after that, it was like nine hundred, and then July uh, we had like a, another like over a thousand. I think July was our second high month ever pretty awesome uh yes uh, th- thank you all yeah. so much I-, I love each and every one of you uh, and it's good to hear that the stuff that we do on purpose you know because uh, like I-, I like when i go when i stop the episode and go ted what's your experience with this and we both talk about whatever it happened to be like what do you remember about long boxes what do you remember about oh my yeah. god so <laughs> i remember or whatever george says something and i'm like all right this hit home with me or whatever so yeah. I-, I i like that people appreciate when we relate our own lives to uh, Jerry Seinfeld, super relatable humor, you know, <laughs> and when we're able to talk about those things like, oh, I don't know, I don't really remember or, oh, of course, yeah, that was a big part of my childhood as yeah. well. And like, the, oh, you know, talking about the cable guides and stuff like that and the TV guide channel. And mm-hmm. anyway, so it's awesome that it, that we're hitting the notes that we want to hit and we hear from you when we do it. So that's oh, great, man. Well, but before we before we go on and on and on even more about how great you think we are <laughs> <laughs> next week, season four, episode 18, The Implants. Original air date, oh February gosh. 25th, 1993. Jerry dumps a girlfriend because she has breast implants. Wow. I th- This is an episode that I know. Oh. Uh, I know how it ends. I know the line. You know the line? Say it. I know the line. You can say it. Uh, they're real, but they're spe- or they're real and they're spectacular. Awesome. Is that right? Yes, totally. Okay, yes. And do you can, know... Can we add like the, the ding, ding, ding <laughs> sound effect? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Um, and do you know the actress? I don't know the actress. Who delivers no. the line. Okay, no it's idea. already come up because I believe that was one of the questions in that Seinfeld trivia that we did from that local brewery who did Seinfeld Night. Oh, okay. Um, but it, it is a famous actress. I don't know what her career was like at the time, so it may be one of those non-cameo cameos. But we'll have to just uh, you know cross that bridge when we get to it next week. And it's sort of a, I don't want to spoil too much of it, but it is sort of a subversive Superman reference. If there is not one in the next episode, there is Ooh, a okay. There is a post show superman reference involving uh the next episode Interesting. so i'm excited okay. this should be a good one because like you said it's got one of those iconic lines we've had a ton of them in season four we just had not that there's anything wrong with that now this is a seinfeld catchphrase for the ages that that you've never seen the episode you're Correct, watching yeah. you're watching it for the first time but exactly. you know the line so that's it right yeah that's it all right for no hugging no learning i'm tim murphy i'm ted hollowell be good